Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for turn number 742. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortTorah.org. I wanted to bring back an old episode that we had very pertinent for today, Yom HaShoah. I hope everyone has a meaningful and reflective day. So I wanted to talk about Yom HaShoah. It's obviously uh, something which is of incredible significance. Last night, uh, our shul had a wonderful program, which was all about the idea that we, as we transition through the generations, um, and we're really three, almost four generations past the Shoah, and uh, away from survivors who can testify, it behooves us to be able to, to formulate and to spread and to retain the stories uh, so that we retain this memory and so the things don't quite just becomes something which we remark on because it's personal, but it, we make it personal because ultimately it is our story. There was a tremendous, uh, there was an event yesterday in Greyneck where the Persian community actually put together a Yom HaShoah event. And, you know, that was a fascinating thing because that's not their story. It's our story, so to speak. And so when Jews are able to express and expand the idea of their own story into somebody else's and vice versa, to really be able to empathize, that's what we're going to have to do come generations going forward and grandchildren great-grandchildren who do not share this story are going to have to figure out how to make it their story as well so i wanted to talk about the notion of uh, communal tragedy and how jews throughout the ages have been uh, marking communal tragedy and we're also going to talk about spend a few minutes about the controversy of yom hashoah as you probably are aware not every group amongst the Jewish people observe Yom HaShoah as a day devoted to the Holocaust. Obviously it is. You know, if you're on a car in a car on a street in Israel and the siren rings, pretty much everybody's going to stop the car. But particularly in Israel, there are a lot of groups, and even in America, there are a lot of groups who do not observe Yom HaShoah. And we're going to discuss where that's from. So we know we're in a period right now of communal mourning, and that is because of the students of Rabbi Akiva, Svira Saomer. And we're going to talk about that on a different day, exactly where that came, and we're going to see that it's rooted in a story that happened back in the time, approximately, of the Mishnah, the students of Rabbi Akiva. And also, and also because of those students passed away during this period of time, um, and in addition, later on in the time of the Crusades, there were also Jews who were killed during this time, this period between spring and uh, you know and uh, Shavuos, uh, which was I guess you know crusade wise, you imagine the winter thaws out, people start traveling and going crusading, right? The weather's good, so let's go crusading. Uh, that, that's when this all happened. So this period was uh, the Jews were very uh, were hit very hard in that era. And so it also, we adopted some of these mourning customs because of that, and we're going to talk about that later uh, in, in some take tens. But that's one example of communal mourning. No weddings, and no haircuts, and no music and dancing. That's really what formed from the Sfiras HaOmer this period of time. We mark tragedy, right? You can't be callous and uh, not remember when bad things happen. The Trumas Hadeshan was asked the question by somebody, or has the question in his Sefer, uh, by somebody who uh, discusses a righteous person who lost a child, uh, Lo Alenu, and did not uh, cry. The question was, one of the leading Torah authorities of the generation suffered the death of his son and did not shed even a single tear. Is that a positive attribute or not? 
answers the Trumas Adash. I'm sorry, not the Trumas Adash, this is the Radvaz. The Radvaz answer is no, that's indeed a negative attribute. It's hard-heartedness, it's an evil quality of the soul, it's a trait of cruelty. Crying, mourning, and shedding tears for the passing of relatives, let alone for the passing of righteous individuals, is, a, is characteristic of the prophets, the saintly, and the pious. Such behavior is indicative of the purity of one's soul and of his humility before the Creator. And he goes on to make the point that, of course, it's inappropriate not to react in some way. And how do we react? So generally we react as we react to the Churban, right? The Churban Beis HaMikdash, we react by creating fast days. And on those days, as the Rama mentions, we attempt to get ourselves in a mode of tshuva, to attempt to understand what it was that caused these events to occur, and what we can do to make sure they never occur again. In regard to the Beis HaMikdash, it's very poignant, because we don't have it back. And so every year, on those days, we're reminded how we're not there yet. It's a little bit different when it comes to some of these other tragedies. So I want to talk about how this developed. So one of the very well-known um, dates, which was added to the calendar, is the date of Chafsivan. Chafsivan was first designated by Rabbi Tam in the Middle Ages after Jews were executed uh, after a false blood libel, or blood libels were false, after a blood libel. And that observation of that fast, it, it uh, gradually faded over the years because the Crusades then came. And then, like, oh, you think that's bad? There were way worse things. And even that faded somewhat, and it took till 1648, 1649, the Chalmanitsky massacres, Gzeros Tachvetat, as they're known, to reinstitute the fast of Chaf Sivan, the 20th day of Sivan. As a matter of fact, if you look in the... Um, if you look in Simon Tuf Kuf Pei, in Shulchan Aruch, it talks about these days that we fast. Elu hayomim she'iru behem tzaros la'avosenu. These were days that bad things happened to our forefathers. Ra'yu lehesanos bahen. And it's appropriate to fast on them. And it goes through the whole calendar. And a lot of these are fasts that have fallen away, but, uh, but were fasts which we observed at one point in history. The Magan Avram talks about this fast of, ta- of uh, I'm sorry, of Chav Sivan. And uh, we talk about this lahalacha, meaning what should we read when we read the Torah on that day? Uh, should we be reading Vayachalos to read on fast days? Or should we be reading the regular laning? And so this is a discussion in the postkin because that fast was taken very seriously. Now here's what happened with Yom HaShoah. So Yom HaShoah was, is not a fast day, right? Yom HaShoah is not observed as we traditionally observe. It's interesting, there's a discussion amongst um, you know, modern uh, Torah scholars about, uh, of certain camps about whether or not a moment of silence, which everybody, you know, the siren is something which is ubiquitous in Israel, should that be observed? Is that a Jewish phenomenon? Is that a thing? So I uh, remember, recall seeing in a uh, luach called the Dover uh, Be'ito Luach, he actually says, you know what? Whether or not you believe that it's a Jewish thing, you're not a Jewish thing, uh, you're going to stand there, you're going to be quiet. And when you're quiet, you're not doing anything wrong here. You're doing mitzvot, or at least you're doing the positive thing of not speaking Lashon Hara, not saying bad things. He says, do that, le'ilu nishmas, the kadoshim, those who were killed. You know, even if you have a problem with the siren, even if you don't think it's traditionally a Jewish thing to do, you can make it a Jewish thing to do. Don't worry so much. But the controversy relating to Yom HaShoah was, was manifold. First of all, there was a controversy over the date. Uh, the original designers of Yom HaShoah wanted it to be on the day of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, which is why it's called Yom HaShoah V'Hagavura, which is not just about a day of destruction, but a day of strength, remarking on the uh, Gevura involved. And there are those who are theologically against that. They thought that's not what 
Yom HaShoah should be about, but I don't want to get into that issue. But the bigger problem was that, that was Erev Pesach. And so they weren't going to do this thing on Erev Pesach, and so they moved it until about a week after Pesach to, to Chaf Zayin Nisan. And so it's Chaf Zayin Nisan, which seemingly is another problem, because the month of Nisan we know is a month of celebration. month of Nisan there is no Tachanan, month of Nisan there is uh, no uh, eulogies at a funeral, month of Nisan is supposed to be a happy month. Now I know what you're going to ask, you're going to say, but what do you mean, what about Sphira? Sphira is also in the month of Nisan, and it's a good point. But in any event, it was created on that day, which led to another big and fundamental question, which is why many rabbis, including Rav Salavechik, was not for creating a Yom HaShoah. And that is as follows. We know in Kinos, on Tishabav, usually, generally, you know, as we begin with for the first 24 or something, Kinos, we're talking about the Churban, the Churban Bayes Rishon, Churban Bayes Sheni, the destruction of the first and second temple. But then it digresses, it changes topic. I think it's at number Chafhei 25. Would that my head were water and my, and my, uh, and my eye a fount of flooring, flowing tears. And it discusses later crusade uh, type of tragedies which happened at later dates, which we'll, we'll get back to in, in the coming weeks, talking about Sphira. But in there, where we start talking about other tragedies, why are we talking about other tragedies on Tisha B'Av? And so the answer is really in that Kinnah, because it says, However, we cannot add a new day of mourning over ruin and conflagration. And the reason is, and this is really the theme of the paragraph, that all of this is because of Tisha B'Av. We're all in the same gullus because of the tragedies of Tisha B'Av. We're in the same gullus Edom. Really, it's the same result. And so we need to mark it on Tisha B'Av. Whether or not people successfully do so or not, those camps, those groups, those communities who do so, whether or not they put it into Tisha B'Av properly, but Rav Moshe Feinstein was against it for that reason, and Rav, Rav Soloveitchik was against it for that reason. Very interestingly, I don't really have time to discuss this right now, but Rabbi Yom Tov Schwartz, a big opponent of Rav Moshe Feinstein, uh, has an essay, he's a chassidish rabbi, he was a rabbi from Samar, he has an essay in his book, Enayim Liros, about how it can't be, it can't be, that everything should be put into Tisha B'Av. There must be another day. And he brings the proof from Chav Sivan. Throughout the generations, in Shulchan Aruch, we talk about days where, even since Bayasheni, we adopted days because you can't not adopt a day. Okay, you don't like the day in Nisan. You don't like the fact that they chose Nisan. Pick a different day. And so it's, it's, a, it's something which, unfortunately, even in tragedy, even in difficulty, even when we try to remember the most difficult moments in Jewish history, we still have a hard time getting along. But in any event, have a meaningful Yom HaShoah.